Welcome to Asbury University's second chapel since our uh, traditional undergraduates, faculty, and staff moved to a virtual campus. Last week, Dr. Brown encouraged us how we are known by God and known by one another. This marks the third week for most of us to reorient our lives in response to the global disruption of COVID-19. Our daily routines, our closest relationships, academic experience, and recreation have all been impacted by the practice of quarantine. In the midst of us adapting to this moment, we're all facing some grief. It's most likely that we're even facing multiple griefs. The grief is present on a micro level and at a macro level. We know that God meets us in our grief because of the stories present in scripture and because Jesus came to enter into our suffering. Kevin Blue is our Associate Dean of Wholeness and Wellness, and he will guide this conversation we're having for chapel, along with Jeannie Banter, our Assistant Campus Chaplain, and Will Schaus, our men's basketball coach. Thank you, Greg, for introducing that. And thank you, students and faculty and staff who are joining us uh, via computer uh, today to, um, to hear this message. And we are, we're excited that you can be a part of it in this way. Um, and we've also recognized that this is not Hughes uh, and it's not, we're not with our chapel buddies and enjoying uh, the same kind of fellowship that we would have if we were on campus. And so we want to recognize um, today during this time that we do have together uh, the reality that all of us are experiencing loss, um, that we're probably feeling a lot of things that uh, don't normally feel, that we don't normally feel. Um, and even as we begin this time together, I mean, I, I want to just share with you that, uh, you know, I, some of the losses that we've experienced uh, as a staff. Um, and as I reflect on the past several weeks uh, of life uh, here in Wilmore, Kentucky, um, things have been weird. Um, the campus is empty. Um, I am I'm grieving uh, the loss of time with friends and the ability to just pick up at noon and go have lunch uh, with a group of people. Um, to be able to share in that kind of way. Um, I'm grieving the loss of coming into an office and having a staff that I love and enjoy and get to work with every day. Uh, and, and I'm grieving the fact that uh, I, I'm juggling every night what our schedules are going to look like with kids at home and not in school and, and work that's happening. And so uh, these things are difficult. They're really challenging and trying. Uh, and we want to be able to create some space today to just acknowledge that we're walking through some difficult times and um, we've had to lose a lot in this process. So I'm going to let uh, Jeannie go ahead and uh, maybe share a little bit and pass that over to her and let her share and then Will can follow after a little bit of their personal experience with grief in these past few weeks. For me, I think grief has looked a lot of different ways. Um, it I don't think it's quite hit me yet, the reality of that we're all not going to all be back at Asbury the same that we have been this last year. And um, my first response was crisis response of how do I, okay, how do I lead and how do I pastor? 
And so I really didn't allow myself to feel the grief of uh, some of the things that we were losing, like the senior class. And uh, I was supposed to be chaperoning junior, senior, and enjoying that time with our students. And I had the flu the week before, so I did not get to say goodbye to anyone. And so I think after realizing that we're gonna be in this for a while and having a little bit more space, um, the grief has kind of come. I've heard students say wave after wave. We know that grief isn't linear. It doesn't just, you go through the stages and then you're done. Um, I feel like each day I'm realizing something else that I'm losing or that I miss or that I'm grieving. So just having to be gracious with myself and other people um, as I, I walk through the reality of the losses that we've experienced in these last couple of weeks. Yes, and Jeannie, I would say my, my thing with, with you and Kevin, I'm a huge relationships guy and being able to see my players and the other students, you know, I teach classes as well. Uh, that is something that really excites me every day to be able to see the students and talk to them and have my players come in the office and just, it is a grieving to know that you're not going to see their face. You, there's so much you can do with technology, but being able to see and be in the presence of each other is something that, you know, you got to get creative with it, but it is some, some upsetting times when you can't see the people you care about the most face to face. Yeah. Thank you all uh, for sharing that. I want to, I want to take just a moment to, um, to maybe even, I mean, we're using this term grief. Um, and I imagine a lot of you who are watching, I've talked to some uh, this week already uh, and a few last week uh, who are just really wrestling with um, the idea of not coming back to campus or, or not seeing their friends anymore. Um, the loss of their, their athletic careers or have ended at this point. It's just, uh, it's been really difficult. And I, I want to kind of, people are feeling all sorts of things through this and some, some are kind of angry about it all. Um, some are just denying it, you know, that um, it's not going to, I mean, we're going to come back or, or whatnot, um, that it's not really happening. Um, and some are just flat out sad and, um, and don't know what to do with those, those really intense feelings. And for many, they haven't felt those intense feelings uh, for a long time or some not at all. And so I want to just speak to that for a moment. Um, when we lose things we love, uh, it is a normal reaction to feel all of those emotions, sadness, uh, anger, irritability, um, even denial, like to, to just deny that it's even happening. Um, for some people, they're gonna, they're gonna feel like they need to sleep more to just sort of escape the, the unpredictability and what. Uh, and I wanna just take a moment to speak into that um, because and part of the reason we're here today is because we want you all to know that we're really in this together. Um, and that it's not uh, just those of you who left campus, those of us that are around the, the area, the faculty and staff here are feeling it as well. Um, but this is a time that we need one another, all right? And we really need to be able to lean on one another in these times of hurt. And so I'm going to say this just even right now. Um, if you're feeling irritation, anger, sadness, numbness, boredom. Many of us are feeling waves of anxiety as well because it's all so unpredictable. I'm online right now. I'm, I'm not computer tech savvy. 
Uh, I'm teaching a class online on Thursday that I'm trying to figure out. The anxieties of learning new things are, are tremendous. If you're feeling those things, all right, there is a community of people around you, virtual as it may be uh, now, um, but also a family of friends at home, friends online, friends from Asbury uh, that can be available to you. And the best thing that you can do during these, these times that you're feeling those emotions uh, are to begin to open up and, and to share those with others, all right? Share those with God through prayer and share those with your family members. Let people know what's going on with you. So I'm gonna, uh, again, I'm gonna sort of pass that along. I wanna let Will speak into a little bit about managing grief um, and other emotions at this time. Well, thanks, Kevin. I can tell you from experience uh, managing grief, um, I did it the wrong way. I'm one of those guys that if you handle things the wrong way, sometimes you learn more than if you'd handle it the right way the first time. But um, in my grief, my son passed away in 2015 at four months old. And being able to handle the grief of that, my, my whole role in that, I felt like was a father and a husband taking care of his family. So kind of pushing that off and not letting any of the emotions come in or any of the feelings and fighting those off because, you know, sometimes society as a, uh, as a whole tells us males and fathers that we need to be caretakers for our others and maybe not let those emotions come in. Well, that backfired on me because then, you know, a year to a year and a half later, you can't figure out why you're in the place you are, maybe a place of depression and constant anxiety. And it all goes back to the fact that I didn't let those emotions take hold and let them happen. So if I could encourage anybody uh, that's feeling anything, let them happen and then figure out the best way to manage them. Uh, I know with me, it's a daily routine I need to do giving it to God daily, but also including some kind of exercise including some kind of, uh, you know, getting in the word and getting myself on track. So uh, that's the short version of it. But I can tell you, letting those emotions take uh, take hold and happen is the best advice I can give you. Good. Yeah. Thank you, Will. And and Jeannie, what do you have to add to this? I know you were going to talk a little bit um, about some more, maybe some more concrete strategies or ways that that we as a community can be uh, navigating uh, the losses that we've experienced. Yeah, thanks, Kevin, and thanks, Will, for sharing that. I, I know for me, um, I too tend to bottle up my emotions and not feel them in real time. And uh, in this kind of forced pause, uh, we are given the liberty to kind of feel more. We have the time and the space, all the things that we, we said, well, I'll, I'll deal with it then. Uh, now is then. And um, so sometimes, grief is complex we're not just grieving one thing we're not just grieving the fact that you know school ended there and the semester is looking a different way um, sometimes in these moments uh, we can start to process old traumas or old grief that we haven't experienced or fully processed yet and i think um, in this time i'm so thankful that the word is full of different emotions and that god gave us our emotions and called it good and that we can experience a wide range of, uh, of emotions, both joy and sadness, and we can hold those intentions with one another. I think, you know, I've talked to some students this week who 
um, kind of just needed permission to grieve. Um, I know sometimes it feels like, well, you know, grieving junior, senior, well, that seems small in comparison to other things in this world. But uh, the reality is that is a grief for you. And that is a loss in allowing yourself and giving yourself permission uh, to grieve the little things as well as the big things. And I think, Kevin, you're so right. This is one time when we're all in this together. Um, everyone is experiencing COVID-19. But the thing is, is that we're all going to react to it differently. And allowing yourself and your grief not to be minimized um, by how other, someone else is experiencing it in your family or your friends, but also um, coming together. Um, I was on a walk with my niece and nephew last week, and uh, my nephew, who's three, was singing the song, Going on a Bear Hunt. And that's what I've been thinking about in this time. You know, you can't go over it, can't go under it, can't go around it. Uh, we got to go through it, but we have to go through this together. And I'm so thankful for the different ways in which um, our community, Asbury Unified, is coming together. Uh, because in times of grief, uh, this is something I, I think our, our Western world, we don't grieve well in general. So in times like this, when um, we're experiencing such loss and such, I mean, from death, uh, people dying daily, hearing about COVID-19 to the little losses, um, we haven't been taught well how to grieve. And we can really look to our brothers and sisters around the world and how they communally grieve together. And some things that I've been doing, um, during this time, um, connecting with people um, is so important. Uh, like Will, I mean, we are all relational. I mean, working at Asbury, I don't know anyone who's not a relational person. And so uh, realizing that I need to connect with students, but also need to connect with my people, the people who are pouring into me. Um, I've been reading through the Psalms. The Psalms are full of the tension of both joy and rejoicing and lament. I'm so thankful that we have um, so many psalms that are, are lament psalms, uh, both individually and communal laments, uh, which I think is so important in these days as I'm, in, I'm grieving as an individual, but our whole world is grieving. So how do we pray those psalms together? And I mean, we have the whole book of Lamentations uh, that is full of lament and teaching us how to lament well. Um, but even in the book of Lamentations, when uh, they're crying out because of the destruction that's happened in Jerusalem and the exile. Um, we find that passage, but his mercies are new every morning. And so every morning I've been waking up, reminding myself that today is a new day and God's mercies are new every morning. And then, you know, Will mentioned it already, but taking care of my physical body, we are whole beings. So how can I take care of my spiritual, my spiritual health, my emotional health, my physical health, um, all at the same time. And so going on walks every day um, with my mom and my dog, I'm actually in Georgia. I, I, I kind of got stuck here after spring break. And so um, I'm, I'm back with my parents during this season. So walking my dog, eating healthy, um, feeding my soul with a word and in community. Um, but I realized I was talking to Greg, like at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. And I, I think sometimes we forget just how exhausting it is to live in grief. And it's not just that I'm working harder or that things are so different, but when we lose our sense of what is normal or what feels like we have control over, um, sometimes we don't realize how much our bodies experience grief, but our bodies are kind of like our check engine lights of, hey, something's going on. So really trying to listen to my body, get extra sleep, get extra rest and be extra gracious 
with myself and others as we walk through this together. That's great. Thank you, Jeannie. And thank you, Will, for that, for both of those pieces. That's really, really helpful information to hear. And uh, I was actually talking to my parents last night and my dad on the telephone. My dad's 79 years old and um, he has Parkinson's disease. And um, one of the things he said he, to me, he said, and Kevin, uh, all, all shall be well. And, uh, and I said, oh, I know this, this, this too will pass, right? And he said, no, I don't mean just like if we don't get COVID or if we don't, like he's like, even if we, if we did, or even if we passed away, it, it all shall be well. And uh, from the words from uh, a 79 year old uh, who's lived a life of faith, uh, who is really had to let go uh, over the last 10, 20 years of his life, let go of so much to be able to say um, almost as if like the, at the end of life, letting go of it all and, and being willing to let go. There's a real acceptance in that, which is sort of where we aim for with grief in the end as an acceptance. Um, and so that's really good. I wonder as we wrap things uh, kind of up for, for, this, for this chapel, uh, I wonder if um, I could ask you all for just like a closing word that you might want to leave um, with those who are listening or watching today. And maybe, Will, if you could jump in first and just leave us with a, a closing word. Yes, I, I would almost view it as a challenge. This is the time where, yes, we need to, to take care of ourselves, but also look for the needs of the other uh, people that we care about, being intentional about checking in on them. Um, this is a time where it'd be easy to just sit back and not respond to anybody or not call anybody or not text anybody, but being intentional to talk to each other, holding each other accountable in the word. And I've seen a lot of different ways to get creative with that. Um, so I would encourage you guys to do it, to reach out to each other, make sure everybody's doing okay, uh, as well as yourself. Yeah, I think my, my lasting words would be, um, just be honest with yourself and others and with God. Uh, God's big enough. He can handle your questions and your concerns and your, your, your doubts. And um, I think sometimes we, we forget that. And so be honest with yourself um, and, you know, take care of yourself. And I love what Dr. Brown has challenged us with, with like, we can do hard things and we can do it together. And this is hard. Like this is hard for all of us. And I know it's been really hard for me. And so, um, you know, allowing yourself to feel the emotions, um, but also planning and rooting yourself in God's truth, the truth about who he is and his character and the truth about who you are in him. And um, I think I've, I've just been so leaning into him in these days and, and, the promise that we see over and over again in scripture, I heard it from Steve Deneff this week, 104 times God says to us, I will be with you. So he has not abandoned us. He has not forsaken us. He has not left us alone. Um, he is with us. He is here. He is active. He's alive and he's present. And so he's good. He's faithful and you can trust him. Yes, thank you for that, both of you. That's great. Um, I would. I am reminded um, that um, in in Western culture we think of crisis as 
uh, something terrible in Eastern culture, and I believe it's in, in Chinese, uh, one of the characters, uh, the character for crisis um, is, it means crisis, but the character also means opportunity. Um, and that um, when we're in the midst of a crisis, we, we can easily forget that it's also an opportunity. And so I think as we walk through this together, it's an opportunity uh, for us to grow in our faith. My own personal experiences, um, my faith has grown most in crisis when I've come to the end where I feel like I have nothing left and I, I have to become dependent 100% on God. Those are the times where my faith has been challenged, but it's grown the most. And so we enter in for some, that's where we are. Uh, and some, that's where this is heading. And we want, to, to, we want this to be an opportunity to grow in our faith. We want it to be an opportunity to grow in our relationships uh, with our family, with one another. Um, and so that is a challenge for us as we, as we move forward. Um, I do want to just say, as we wrap up, uh, about sort of as you go about your day and in the days to come, please, please hear us all on this. Uh, don't, don't hold all of this stuff within you, okay? It can eat you away, um, but find at least a person that you can talk to about what, what you're experiencing. And if you can, ask the people in your sphere, the people that you're communicating with in your family, uh, online, uh, ask them how they're doing. Just check in with one another. How are you doing? How are you handling this stuff emotionally? Uh, and that will create some space for them uh, to share, pray with one another, absolutely, as you do. Um, I also want to mention that we have resources that remain here on campus. Spiritual Life is available for uh, talking to uh, if you just need to have a conversation. Uh, and counseling services remain available via telehealth. If you're interested uh, in counseling services, you can simply email us. That's the best way because we're not there to answer the telephones. Uh, you can email us at counseling at asbury.edu. Um, if you have questions about that process, you can check out our website through the Asbury uh, website. Um, and one other resource uh, would be if you're just interested in exploring more about the grief process, a uh, great resource lies in a website, grief.com, uh, and you can go there and you can learn more about that process as well. But I want to thank each of you for tuning in today. I know you had a lot of other choices of what you can do with your time, but I, I want to close today by asking Jeannie if she would just sort of give us a, a, a wrap up with prayer. Yeah, as we grieve, we know that we do not grieve like the rest of the world, but we grieve with hope. So I want to uh, close with these words from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you created us emotional beings and you called it good. And Jesus, we give you our emotions in this season. God, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would help us to walk through this season uh, with hope, with joy, and with peace. And we know that that's impossible to do without you. And so God, as we grieve and as we, we experience deep sadness and loss, Jesus, we uh, turn to you and we trust in your unfailing character that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, that this COVID-19 did not surprise you. God, it didn't take you off guard. So we lean into you. We trust you. We know that you are good and you are faithful. 
So God, I pray for our students, our faculty, our staff, our alumni today. God, those who may be experiencing uh, this grief in this moment, God, we know that we're all experiencing it in different ways, but God, I pray, I thank you that your presence and your peace you have left with us. So God, would your presence comfort those who are mourning and experiencing grief in this day? And God, would your peace that passes all understanding, God, it doesn't make sense right now in this world to have peace, but you say that you give peace to your children and we are your children. And so God, would we be ambassadors of peace uh, in this season to the world? And God, I pray that you would help us to have eyes and ears to see those around us, uh, to be aware of our neighbor and to extend love and grace in this season. God, to use our resources that you've given us, our time, our gifts, our abilities, our money um, to help those who are marginalized and in need in this, in this day. Jesus, I thank you that we get to be an extension of your hands and feet. And so God, I pray that each one of us in the communities that you've planted us in um, all around the world now, God, that you would use us as ambassadors um, for your name and for your sake. And may your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.